Yes, of course, it is uh, Christy Brinkley's ex-husband's birthday today, Billy Joel. Happy birthday, Bill. He's back performing again, actually. He's back performing, Billy. Can play the ivories. I do enjoy a little bit of Billy Joel. All right, uh, we're just going one o'clock. We've been talking about, uh, in that first hour, naming your all-black side. Not for the first game, for the quarterfinal. Um, it's the ride and die game. It, win, carry on, lose, go home. Most important game of the World Cup, I believe. Here's a man, I love the way he thinks about rugby and players and tactics and everything to do with the game of the rugby. Murray Mexted, former All Black, joins us. Mex, uh, great to have you on again. Good afternoon, Staffy. How are you? Very well. Uh, we're getting very wet up here in Auckland, so we're keeping an eye on civil defence warnings, etc., etc. But our lovely departure is going to be talking the game of rugby union with you, Mex. Um, the first question, actually, like you've you've been in coaching and development, and you've helped countries and clubs and schools and all that sort of thing. Can you explain to me props and what's required from the modern day prop apart from being tough at the scrums and lifting in the lineup? Yeah, well, of course, I've always kept away from the front row because <laughs> um, you know the world is, the world suggests the world of uh, knowledge suggests that it's. Uh, you know, it's another world. It's their own, um, you know, it's their own sort of magic area, I suppose. But um, the bottom line for me, and, you know, my focus has always been on core role mm. in different positions. Now, the core role of the front row forwards is to be able to provide a platform to win our ball and be competitive against opposition ball. Now, that's at scrum time particularly. And naturally, you know, there needs to be a physicality factor for line-outs and breakdown and just general play, making yards. So always go back to core role. And um, when you look at core role, you say, well, you know, who's the most practical to play in that, in that position? And I think with our new all-back forward coach, uh, Jason Ryan, it's clarified those issues quite well uh, in the eyes of the general public, the great unwashed. That's me, I'm one of them. <laughs> um, you know, and it seems to me like he's um, he's developing, you know, a real strong front row, which is going to be more than competitive. And in the past, I think in the recent past anyway, that's one area that has been unstable with continual changes mm. of tight head, loose head and even hooker. Um, you know, where we've had a real battle between two great hookers, and now there's three of them. Um, so, you know, did that answer your question? Yeah, it does. It does. It, it really does. And, and the next question is right in your wheelhouse because it's, it's loose forwards. And, um, again, we've asked for people to text in who they think our starting ones would be. The names that have been thrown at us are Kane, Papali'i, Savia, Ioani, Blackadder, Grace, Satutu, even Scott Barrett at the six. We do have a lot but World Cup rugby is different, isn't it, Mex? It's it's a tournament. It's not one-off tests. It's not a three-test series. How should they approach compiling the correct group of loose forwards for a World Cup? Yeah, I think um, you know there's two things to look at. It's a double-barreled answer question. That question answers situation. That firstly, 
um, whenever you're picking individual positions, you've got to look at the core role. What is the core role? So therefore, you'd have to say, open side flanker, what is the core role of the open side flanker? And that's, you know, the hunter and gatherer sort of attitude. It's to be at the breakdown from set play. I mean, with patterns of play, it does change things. But generally speaking, you pick a specialist open side flanker, a guy who's going to go forward to wherever the ball is or go to the ball, actually directly to the ball to make sure we retain and regain possession. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you look at the guy that's going to do the best job in the core role. And the core role is certainly that. So hunters and gatherers in this country at the moment, um, I would say Sam Kane and, and Blackadder would be the two that really focus on. And uh, and and also uh, the Crusader open side flank. I just can't remember his name at the moment. Uh, Tom Christie. Here. Tom Christie. Yeah, Tom Christie. Sorry. Yeah. Those three to me look like absolute out-and-out open sides, which is a funny comment really because... Uh, Blackout has been playing at six, seven, and eight, and I often see when a player is playing in three different positions, it, it means that he's a bloody good player, number one, uh, and can fill those positions adequately. But two, the people making the selections possibly don't know the difference between a six, a seven, and an eight. Mm. Um, you know, and it just depends on injury and all sorts of things. But Blackout, to me, looks like your classic um, hunter and gatherer. You know retaining possession, regaining possession with a huge work rate on the ball. And and we at the Academy at Irons we we evaluate open side flankers on how many times they actually touch the ball. You know, and when you've got guys like McCaw touching the ball over twenty times every time every match, and then you get some other open side flankers who are playing at international level touching six or seven times in a game, you know, it makes it pretty easy to make the right selection, doesn't it? Bang on, bang so, on. And I remember speaking to you last time and you threw up the, the Blackadder um, as potentially our best seven and it really made me think about that mix and when I watched the next couple of games he played, I actually did see what you had explained to us. So given given that... Um, good on you, Staffy. It's good to, good to see. Mm, mm. Say, as you get older, you, you know... You, you can't learn as well, but you're obviously <laughs> proving that incorrect. <laughs> Adi Savia in the eight jersey. What's your comment? Well, um, remember, and I think I said this last time, so I don't want to repeat myself, but I mean, he was at Iran's and I was the number eight positional coach uh, at the time, and he was playing eight at Wellington College. And um, we had a good discussion about it, actually, because... He's a hell of a good rugby player, obviously. He's a terrific rugby player, outstanding rugby player. Um, but it's all about how big he got, really. You know, what was he going to be limited? And I think, um, you know, it's become obvious to me that uh, two of those three loose forwards have to be big men. Mm. Um, and, you know, the other, the third has to be big as well, really, I suppose. But um, the third which is the open side flanker. I mean, he just has to be really, really good at hunting and gathering and that breakdown sort of scenario. Uh, and then you've got to have a big, powerful uh, number eight and a, and a big, powerful blind side flanker. Um, and, you know, you can easily turn, tell the difference between a six and an eight. 
by just counting the number of times they touch the ball and you've got less opportunity at blindside as you have at number eight. Number eight's beautifully positioned, isn't it? Uh, where he can get around the field and be involved in everything. And, uh, you know, he should also be touching the ball 22, 23 times a game. And um, the blindside flank are probably only about uh, nine or ten times a game, but every time he does, he makes a massive impact um, because he just doesn't have that same opportunity factor. Um, it's a, so, you know, once you break it down like that into core role, it makes it pretty easy to select. However, I'm going to put a proviso. Mm-hmm. The team factor is the most important thing when you select. If you want to win, and if you want to win consistently, and you want to perform consistently, you've got to pick the team consistently. And then you get a team factor. You know, the team. The team is first. And... Um, I think we've only got four matches before the first game of the Rugby World Cup, I think. Is that correct? There's four to go? Uh, four or five. Uh, one, two, three, four, and Japan. Five, I think. Oh, Japan, okay. Well, I'm not sure about... Um, I didn't, didn't know about the Japan one, but is the fifth game the one against Springboks at Twickenham? Oh, and Springboks as well. I think Haven't we got Argentina... Oh, actually, South Africa... In the trine, we play Aussie twice. So yeah, twice, bleeders twice. local. Always play them twice. South Africa, yeah, three. Argentina four, and um, the Springboks at Twickenham five. So there's at least five games. And you're saying Japan, so that's six. Mm. Um, I don't know. Anyway, that's not many games because good teams need to be a team. Exactly that. They've got to be a team, and and they've got to be good together. So you've got to pick combinations that work well together to get rhythm and flow, to get cohesion, to get consistent performance. Combinations are vital. And if this um, all-black team is going to be successful at the Rugby World Cup. And, you know, it's about time people started focusing on the Rugby World Cup, not on, you know, the sacking of the, of the head coach mm. and the appointment of the, the new coach and his a band of men I and mean, I just can't believe the naivety of our of our media uh, well New Zealand Rugby Union the start, started it off I suppose by um, sacking the coach um, before he's even reached the biggest hurdle which is the Rugby World Cup the focus has got to be on the Rugby World Cup not on what might or might happen in the future this is, a, this is imminent and um, to get rhythm uh, before that first game and then the quarterfinals, um, it's not going to be easy if you swap the players around. So that's the mo- num- number one thing is selection has to be consistent. Players have to play together and, and develop combinations. You know, there's an old expression, um, you know, uh, a good team will always be the team of good players. Mm. And that works out well. And that, and that's quite true. I mean, I'll give you a modern day example is Ireland versus the All Blacks in the recent series. Yep. Now, you have to say Ireland were a good team and the All Blacks were a team of good players and Ireland won. And then you have to say, well, how the hell did they win? I mean, have they got any great players? And then you say, oh, yeah, lots of them. And then I say, okay, name one that would make a World 15. Name one player out of that Irish team that would play and would make a World 15. And so straight away you'd say Johnny Sexton. Well, Johnny Sexton's 38 years of age. Would you put him in your World 15? Mm. You know, your top World 15, you put him ahead of Barrett. 
for half a dozen other um, first five eights of 38 years of age? I don't think so. Name another Irish player that would be in that World 15. Hard to do. Name uh, the All Blacks that would be in the first 15. Well, 15, there's probably four or five I would put on that team. But anyway, I'm probably one eye. Um, but anyway, that's the reality, isn't it? It uh, really is. A good team will beat a team of good players, and we have to be a good team. And you're only going to get that if you play together against strong opposition. You're so where were we? <laughs> we are a country. Loose forwards. I tried to answer loose forwards. I tried to say that, you know, core role and then combinations. Yeah, you know, they're quite different because the blindside flanker definitely doesn't have the opportunity to open side flanker, does he? No. Um, you know, you're going to have at least a dozen scrums in a game. Um, so you know, set play is so important to win ball, and the only opportunities set play obviously kickoffs, lineouts, and scrums. Um, you know, and scrums one third probably. And and the locks mix, um, Retallick, White Lock, who are the two underneath them that have oppressed you? There's a lot of names. Um, where do you go as the support crew for them? Yeah, well there's a lot of names, but I can't I can't put a finger on any of them mm. before White Lock and Retallick because you see I see Scott Barrett as a blind side flanker. Yeah. So and I said that last time to you, you know, I really do see him as probably our best blindside flanker in the country at the moment. And, I mean, it's not easy to name another lock that you put ahead of Retallick and Whitelock no, if it's you're not. playing France in the opening game or the Springboks in the quarterfinal or Ireland in the quarterfinal. I'd be wanting Whitelock and Retallick and Barrett, I'd be wanting the whole three in the team. <laughs> and, you know, Artie at number eight, I mean, he has really... Uh, played number eight more than he's played open side probably over the years because he played number eight right through school. And I was sort of a little bit uh, not critical of him at number eight, suggesting that he should play at seven. Um, you know, he's a bit, he'd be better at seven if we had a number eight like, you know, Karen Reed. But at the moment, um, there's no six foot five number eight that's putting up his hand and saying, I'm your man. Mm. And so Artie is an out standing option at number eight because of his physicality and his skill factor and his hunger for the ball and his ability with the ball. You know, he's a terrific footballer. So Scott Barrett, Artie Severe, Blackadder or Kane at open side be pretty pretty good. I'd like to see them playing in four or five of those games in a row. Yeah, so but White Lock for talent. You know, they've played so much together. Um, they understand each other, each other's role. It just, to me, looks natural. Mex could talk to you all day, but we can't. We've got ad breaks and news bulletins and other guests. I really appreciate chatting to you. I always feel much more wise after 10 to 15 minutes with you, buddy. Thanks heaps for joining us today. All right, mate. There, there is Murray Mex dead. Great input. We'll take a break and we will come back with Justin Marshall.